What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I had to make sure this shit was recording. But secondly, uh, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcast. If you're a brand new listener, I appreciate you very much for giving my show a try. Uh, hopefully you some of the fallout from Comic Palooza. I handed out some business cards and everything. That was my first uh, comic book convention that I went to. And I did a show live there on the showroom flow. So hopefully I got some um, some people dripping in over from uh, Comic Palooza. So that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty fucking awesome now that I think about it. But I digress. If you're a new listener, I appreciate you. And um, we're just going to roll right into this episode. I got another guest with me pulled from the ether of the internet and whatnot um usually um how i go down for me when i i choose my guests and whatnot is um sometimes it's a uh, people that i listen to their podcast frequently or we just frequent in uh our cordial on the internet so you know i've retweeted some of his tweets he retweeted some of my tweets i think we might even share one of those little secret podcast tweet dms or whatever to where we all just in a damn group together retweeting each other shit and talking trash and whatnot but um significance of why i picked him for this particular reason is may 23rd which is two days from this recording which i don't even know when this motherfucker gonna be out this man is recording his 100th episode or it might already be recorded i don't know how he do his uh production in the background I i ain't in on the details but 100 episodes and um, me being a podcaster, that's a that's a big thing. I, I can remember my 100th episode not too long ago. And um, it's a big milestone in the podcasting community. And um, I just want to get in on the journey. I just want to know what it took to get to 100 episodes. And um, maybe I can sneak and uh, extract a couple of details from it as to what uh, episode 100 might uh in entail but that really won't matter because this episode will be out after 100 so I, i'm just i'm talking a lot of shit right now anyway <laughs> well g- that's perfect then i can tell you everything dude. yeah if that's the case you know what? this is not after 100 i can tell you everything okay so basically this is my plotting scheme i want you to tell me everything and then i'm gonna put this out early before you wanted to <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that I revealed my plot and scheme. That's, that's a brilliant plan. <laughs> but but as you heard, uh, joining me here on the showroom floor of the Random Rounds with Rob is Delvin Cox from the Delvin Cox Experience. What's up, everybody? You probably know who I am, or you probably don't. <laughs> I'm Delvin Cox, host of the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to United Coach University. Mm-hmm. And... It's been all. It's been awesome ride to say the least. And interesting fact, I don't know if you know about this or not. Mm-hmm. We have a mutual friend. Really, somebody who's often recommended me to go on your podcast. Word. And he's also recommended me to have you on my podcast. Word. Do tell, spill the beans, Mister Jay Salen. Oh snap! <laughs> he has he has mentioned you several times and said, "You know who do be good on your podcast, Rob." And I said, Word. "You know what? You're right." Good and I said I should contact Rob, and then then the, the whole episode one hundred thing started happening. And I got so busy, yeah. I never contacted Rob. See, see the, the good old brother Sandlin. That, that that's yes. how that go down. See, and, and he mentioned it multiple times to me, and he never mentioned you to me. So I mean, I guess this was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, I mean, that's just how it works, man. It's just like, you know, if it was meant to happen, it's happening. So, yeah, this it's great. I'm happy to be on. I'm glad this is happening. Yeah. I'm going to have to get you on my podcast now because it's only fair. Word. Can I be on 100? That was already recorded. Damn. All right. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, edit me in post. Just thought about something. <laughs> yeah. If you can get something in by tomorrow... You could be on 100. Oh, like a voicemail or something like that? Yes. Shit, I could do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Then. So, the faster you can get that sent to me, the faster, the most likely you could be on 100. Easily. Yeah, just turn your recorder on and record what I'm about to say right now. <laughs> Let me see. Damn, can yeah. you do that? I was just bullshitting, but hell, shit, fuck it. <laughs> I was about to set it up. But <laughs> Let's do it. Do it. See if we can make, like, make it happen. Let me see if I can figure out Audacity real quick to see if I can get this recorded. Yeah, yeah. You got to, I know if anything, if you're going to be recording um, my side, you're going to have to be quiet or mute your audio so we don't get the echo double effect going on. Yeah, let me. Matter of fact, I, I got I got an idea what I can do. See, you see that you see this, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is at its, at, you know, working together, making shit happen. It's podcasting at its finest. <laughs> All right. I'm going to mute my mic real quick. Right. I'm going to let you talk. I'm just. But hold on. I'm going to let you know when to go first. I'm going to give a test first. Yeah, all you, you have to do. Yeah, all you have to do is hold up one finger, and then I know when to go. Yo, this your boy B Rob from the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. Wishing you, Mister Cox. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold oh up, shit! Now nah, you fucked it up. I don't know if it. <laughs> you I don't know if it caught it. That's what I was like. Let me make sure. I... Man, you, you, you didn't expend it all my energy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that didn't work. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> I laughed at you. It's audacity. Now, I tried to do it another way to make it easier. Yeah. That damn sure didn't work. <laughs> Let's try this way. Talking to the mic, Rob. Talking to the mic, Rob. I don't think that's going to work either. Oh, snap. Plus. Oh, snap. <laughs> I'm quite sure this is thrilling podcasting. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah they see him behind the curtain. Well, they hear him behind the curtain because they can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, this is rip- I mean, this is what we do, man. We independent podcasters, baby. We gotta stick together. <laughs> All right, that's this that worked. That oh, worked. that worked. That, oh, okay, okay. Let me shut the fuck up. <laughs> you say something. Hold on All one right. second. I had to change one thing. Now I'm going to shut up yeah. and let you do something. Okay. Give me a tech and then say it. Yeah. When I put my finger up, you can go. All right. Yeah. Giggity goop. Shazam. What up? This your boy B Rob from the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. Wishing you, Mr. Cox. And even when I say that, it sounds like I'm talking about a, a porn parody or some shit or whatever. But it's 100 episodes. You did it. You, you, you achieved the podcasting dream of uh, doing something consistently and I hope that your empire grows and expands beyond your wildest dreams and I just did this live on my show you were standing there you was looking at me you're looking at me right now you're looking at the audio waves bounce up and down on your uh, computer right here but um, once again I wish you a happy 100 
episodes and I wish you a hundred more if that's what you so choose to do. And I'm out. Damn, we got it. Yeah. Working together. <laughs> that worked. So, I mean, e- even then, um, let's let's go back 100 episodes ago to the Genesis, episode number one. Uh, what what was uh, leading up to that moment? What what made you decide to finally pull the trigger and um, put a microphone in your face and record some audio? Honestly, um, listen to podcasts for a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Smith, it's, tell the truth. There it is. There it is. It's either one of the two. It's either motherfucking Kevin Smith, uh, goddamn Joe Rogan. I just had a um. <laughs> An interview last night with a guy, and um, he said he didn't even know what the fuck podcasting was till he came on this show. And he was like, um, "Yeah, I didn't know what podcasting was, and I figured if I was gonna be on one, I need to dag on listen to it." So he listened to a couple of my episodes, and then he's like, "He found a couple of other pods that he was interested in." I was like, "All right, so I'm your first. Uh, who's the sloppy seconds? And he, the first thing came out of his mouth, well, the second thing, was Joe Rogan. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan had that effect on people, man. I don't know why, but he, he has the magic sauce, man. People love the Joe Rogan podcast. and Yeah. I'm glad they do, though, honestly, because yeah, yeah. it helps make us more relevant. The more people that like podcasts, yeah. the more people who like the podcast like Joe Rogan and Kevin Smith and things like that, the more people trickle down to kind of find our podcast. Yeah. And um I you know, I'm not giving flack for that, but it's just like every time I ask that question, there's either one of the two and there's none in between, you know. And um they've been around for a long time. They've been at the forefront of the podcasting revolution or evolution or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. And I mean I mean, I, I'm not saying nothing bad. Once again, I, I that was my first set of podcasts. Everything Smodcast that came out, I was listening to that shit. And damn, um, whatever other wrestling podcast I was listening to at the time. I never listened to Joe Rogan, though, because I pulled up one episode and I seen that bitch said three hours and some change. I was like, no, fuck, <laughs> fuck this couch. I ain't, I ain't having none of that. Oh, man. You know who got me like that, too? Who that? Joe Button. In the long ass podcast. Yeah, man. Cause like, I, I, it's like, you know, I'm going to work, you know, making my commuting shit and, you know, I throw on something that's like, you know, 35, 45 minutes or maybe even an hour. I catch it on the return trip or whatever. But this motherfucker said three hours and 36 minutes and 28 seconds. I was like, no, no, and no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't mind long podcasts all the time, but I can't listen to a long podcast. I mean, that's one of the reasons why. When I do my podcast, I'll make it only the most it ever be, unless it's something special and really big. Mm-hmm. It's forty five minutes to an hour long. Okay, yeah, it, because it's only so much time a person will sit there when they hear somebody else's voice. Yeah, this is true. like there's family members I don't want to talk to for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so why, so why the fuck would I want to hear somebody else talk to me for three hours? Especially because a lot of podcasts think that just because they're talking for a long time. Yeah, it's quality content. And a lot of times you can hear them burn out on the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah this is not being interesting anymore. Yeah, I mean, but, I've I've not. even heard podcasts to where they just damn doing everyday things, just ha- so happen to have the microphone recording or whatever. I mean, they talking and carrying on and everything. Then you hear a motherfucker get up, go in the back, start making them some nachos and shit, and 
having drinks and you hear the glasses clinking all on the in the background or whatever. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, I guess you want to provide the atmosphere like you really sitting in the room with them, you know, listening to the them talk or whatever. But come on, brother. <laughs> one of one of my favorite podcasts is called the What Up No Podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, it's two African American brothers who do a podcast talking about everything from politics, religion, things, pop culture, things, and stuff like that. And one of my favorite parts of the podcast is in the middle of the podcast, they'll just know, hey, 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 I gotta go take a pre pee break. And then they'll just come right back. Like edit <laughs> pee and come right back. Yeah. But the fact that they announced it, like, hey, we gotta go take a pre break. Yeah. Knowing that they can knowing that they don't have to announce that because they can edit it <laughs> and make it sound like yeah. it's not happening. They announce they announce when they come back always makes me just die laughing. Yeah. And I guess that's like when you do it purposefully, you know, that that's kind of the um the, the thing about it or whatever. But I've known shows that I, I never got that as well. It's just like, oh man, I gotta piss. Let's uh let's uh go on break and they'll play some like music and then you know, they'll edit some shit into it while they're going to do the thing, <laughs> but they won't edit the shit out, which I think would take less time than it was to pr- produce some shit in the middle of time. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't never get that either. I, was, I think I was, I was on a podcast the other day that did something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, they did it during the show. Like, you can actually, like, have that in there? Like, why? Yeah. And, and I, I like, it's, yeah. I guess they, it's that's their thing. That's, that's their thing. thing. Yeah. I mean, I know one other person that does that, but they do it purpose- purposefully in a way to where, like, you know, I go on the show and I have to um, pick two songs that I want them to play. So, um, you know, we'll talk for about an hour we'll, or 30 minutes or whatever. We'll take a break. They'll play the song that I picked. Then we'll come back and finish the rest of the conversation. And then the other song that I pick will close out the show. So that's purposefully. But, you know, the, all the other that's shit, cool. I, I just don't get it. I like that. That's cool. That's a pretty cool idea. And then what, uh, he always fucked me up because like I listen to a wide array of music from country, fucking rock, all kind of shit, right? Yeah, and you like me. So I always pick the music by random select. You know, I don't never, oh, I have this song in my mind. I want you to play this. I just always do a random select. And it, <laughs> it'd be some of the, the lamest ass shit sometimes because I've been on the show a couple times. So one time it was a uh, Adina Howard, you don't have to cry. And I was like, "What the fuck?" I haven't heard that song in years. <laughs> exactly, it's you know? been a long time. And then another time, it was like, um, I don't know, something stupid like "Who Let the Dogs Out" or whatever. Which I don't even know why the fuck I had that in my playlist. <laughs> All right, I want to, I want to try something with you okay. that may rock your world depending on how if you knew this or not. Okay, the song "Easy Lover," who sings it? Damn. It sounds familiar, but I can't picture. I, you got a verse for me. You got you got got a lyric. I can. She's an easy lover. Got a hold on me. You won't see it. It's like no other. Damn! I know I heard that. I just can't. I can't place it, man. Who who that be? Okay. I'm about to look now, it up right now. <laughs> you, oh shoot! I don't, don't want to play it. I have it on my phone. It's okay. It's hey, alright. We can play. We just play it for a second. Okay. All right. You probably know that intro. <laughs> a lot of hip hop songs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you recognize the song now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who sings it? Well, 
I'm looking at this and it's uh, Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. See, damn, you know it. Because that, that I already told you. Yeah. But for years, <laughs> I thought that was just the Phil Collins song. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I got that because like, um, what's that damn song? It was on, somebody posted the video for it on Facebook. And um, I forgot. God damn, it's not coming to me right now. But it was like for years, or you know, I know a lot of people who heard this song and they thought it was a black dude singing it, but it was a white guy singing this shit. And he was like, he got some soul in his body, boy. Damn, it's probably a Michael McDowell song. <laughs> Might have been Michael McDonald, man. People like uh, what is it? Uh, what a fool believes and all his type of songs. I keep forgetting. We're not in love anymore. People, yeah, that one, that one, that, that, that was the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that joint. Man. I, I listen to a wide variety of music. Yeah, and, and, and it's cool because it's just like I don't sort it out. Like you know, I gotta buy the next Metallica album. I just listen to what I like. Yeah, and my son's kind of the same way because I have he's listened to. When I come home sometimes, he's listening to stuff like uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm like, mm-hmm. where did you learn Earth, Wind, and Fire from? He's like, listen, listen to you listen to it. And yeah. I like it now. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then like um, the Medea movies, they got a lot of those older classics in it too. And you know, if anybody watching them shits, they listening to that soundtrack. So that's what yeah. a lot of my kids, a lot, I say a lot of my kids, like I got a mob of them motherfuckers. <laughs> But that's where my kids, you know, usually, oh, I like that song. It's from the Medea movie. What? Yeah, you made it sound like you was like future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I made it sound like I was my daddy. My daddy got 13 kids. Woo! That's a lot of kids, man. I don't know Yeah, there was a lot of moaning and moaning and woo, make a hair pop off. <laughs> yeah, but that, oh. he, he old as fuck, so he's, that was back in the day when it was cool to have that, them, that many kids. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't no PlayStation nothing around to keep your attention. Oh, that was the PlayStation. You was pressing the nipple buttons and the square jump <laughs> circle. <laughs> Man, hey. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. No, no, no. But yeah, well, we, we don't kind of went all around. But like listening to podcasts made you, you know, realize that maybe this is something that you can do. So, I mean you know, listening to podcasts and what else was some other contributing factors? Well, it, was, it wasn't even that. It was Kevin Smith constantly saying do it. on his podcast, do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was his whole thing. Like, you can do this. This is not hard to do, man. Just go out there and do it. And whether you get five listeners, a hundred listeners, express yourself in this way. I thought, like, damn, mm-hmm. he make this sound so easy. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I was at a point in my life where I wanted to do something different. I want to do something that was more fulfilling to me because, you know, you get into this kind of rut where you're doing stuff just to make money or you're just to survive. And yeah, you're kind of like, man, this this sucks. Like most Americans, believe it or not, work a job that they don't like. They just tolerate them shit. Yeah, I'm raising my hand right now. You can't see it. But <laughs> yeah, so, you know, anytime you can have a job or do something that you feel fulfilled by. It's a, it's a blessing and a joy to do it. I think that's what I get from podcasting, and mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. Word, yeah, and, and you know, I, I've I've grown to that point. You know, in the beginning, it was just like something to do, and then it turned into what you was just talking about. It's just like I, 
<laughs> it's, it's a love hate relationship, you know, because like we doing it right now and I'm 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 hype. I'm 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 enjoying this shit. But when I'm not doing it, I'm just like, fuck, man, what time is this recording? We got to do it at eight o'clock. And then I was just like, man, do I really want to do this right now? And then he was like, hey, man, I'm ready. <laughs> he was like, hey, man, I'm ready. I was like, fuck, yeah, let's do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I my first year when I started doing it, it was kind of like that. But I guess because of how my podcast is, mm-hmm. it got to the point where it got exciting. Yeah. But then it also got to the point where you have to balance yourself because I, I release every week, every Thursday at 9 a.m. And I always want to be consistent with it yeah. because it's very, when you're, for people who are up inspiring podcasters, mm-hmm. one of the most important things in podcasting, probably more important than sound quality, because I've heard some podcasts that sound oh, yeah. very shitty, yes. but still get an audience, mm-hmm. is consistency. Yeah. If you're consistent, People will listen. Mm-hmm. And your audience will grow eventually if you're consistent. Yeah. Even if you have a crap-tacular podcast. <laughs> there's people who have horrible podcasts that have listeners because they are consistent. Yeah. And that's that's your niche, too. I mean, oh, I like this because it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. I know um, I had a friend of mine who um, does podcasting. I don't know if I should say his name or not. And, and, but he was on, um, you ever heard this podcast called Who Are These Podcasts? I've heard of it, but I never listened to it. Well, it's a podcast that ridicules other bad podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his podcast was on there twice. <laughs> twice. And, and I talked to him like, hey, man, you know, I messed with him like, hey, man, you okay, man? He's like, yeah, I'm great. They give me fucking free publicity. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's like, I'm having a blast, man. It made him, and he said, it, it, them because I think it's a pop, pretty popular show. Yeah, but him, his show being on there and them bashing his show so bad, that it made him do more podcasts. Like, nope, I'm gonna do more podcasts now. Now he does like a podcast a day. Damn, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, because I mean, because I mean, that's basically what it is. Is is like, is either gonna be. I'm going to listen to it to hear what the fuck they're talking about. I got to hear this shit for myself. It can't be this bad, you know, so now I got to go over there and check it out for myself, you know, which yeah. everybody should do that in essence. You just can't take the word of somebody else all the time. You got to, you know, judge it for yourself, you know. This is like with anything, like Venom came out and people was like, oh, that shit garbage. And it made that movie not sell as well because it was taking the freaking opinion of someone else about the movie instead of going seeing it themselves and I was one of the ones that went see the motherfucker and I thought it was good for what it was it was like a buddy cop yeah. movie and I thought it was pretty I have fun. it on a blu-ray I, I do as well I, I thought it was a good terrible movie yeah and then my kids enjoyed it so that's what made me like it so yeah I thought I thought it was entertaining I think it gets a bad rap but it's very entertaining mm-hmm. it's weird it's weird mm-hmm. to say the least and then we know Tom Holland is uh, what? What? That's Tom. Ho- no, Tom Holland is Spider Man. What the fuck am I talking yeah. about? Tom uh, Hardy. Hardy. He got an H yeah. in it and a T. <laughs> but yeah. but damn, he's not an American, so he got a uh, the his freaking native accent, and him trying to do an American accent made him sound uh, retarded. <laughs> made him sound <laughs> mentally handicapped. Did, uh, I, I I follow people who he sound like goddamn. What's that dude name? Uh, sound like little Nicky or some shit. I don't know. He just didn't sound right to me. <laughs> yeah, it did sound awful. The movie is so weird and yeah. fascinating because it's like 
it's, I know it's bad. Mm-hmm. I know it's really bad, like terrible, <laughs> but I can't turn away from it. It is somehow entertaining mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, but like um, to me, I mean, I'm a special effects guy. So, I mean, just the special effects alone had me, you know, into it and whatnot. So, yeah, Venom looked good. Yeah, Venom yeah. looked really good. The, the head was kind of weird, but it, it's still, they pulled it off pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, but man, <laughs> what what was it talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about what what got me in the podcast. Yeah, well, like we're gonna said, get there eventually. <laughs> eventually, we're gonna get there. You know, Kevin Smith. Yeah, and you know, after hearing that, you know, one of the things that came to my mind was, well, I need to do a podcast with somebody else because you know nobody does podcasts by themselves per se. So I got my best friend up. And I started doing a podcast for them called the Mic Drop Podcast. Yeah. Because my the reason why I called the Mic Drop Podcast at the time was because I'm a calm, cool, calculating dude. My best friend, he was in the military for several years. Yeah. He says some wild stuff that make like literally would make like like hold up. Did you just say that? Yeah. And, and so and it it was a blast recording it with him. Like he would have some wild hot takes on things. Like I think if I'm correct, the year we started recording that podcast was the year when Trump was running for office and everything like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and his takes on Trump was wild. Like, And for his credit, he was right about a lot of the stuff he was saying. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, before anybody else was calling that Trump was going to win, he was saying on my podcast, Trump is going to win. Oh, yeah. I Trump mean, is going to win. I, he was, like, vocal and loud and crazy about it. Like, yeah. People I, are not seeing this happening. Like, as soon as he saw Trump money, like, that guy's going to be president. Yeah, I, I knew that. I knew that for a fact as well, because like, look at uh, George uh, W. Twice, you know, <laughs> they voted for him twice. And I was just like, America has a fascination with something weird and different. And Donald Trump is both of those things. So I was like, I knew off the bat he was going to take that election. And yeah. also for me, at the same time, I mean, I'm a former military member, too. At that time, when he announced his uh, candidacy for president, I was like, all right, I'm getting out. Because, <laughs> like, this motherfucker, you know, you see him on the day-to-day. He got a, a temper about him. And I was going to be the temper button. You know, oh, this motherfucker say some shit I don't like? Send these motherfuckers over there and fuck shit up. And I'm like, I, I ain't want to be a part of none of that shit. So I had to exit-o, rapido. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Because I, if I remember correctly, the first year, he was constantly threatening North Korea. Yeah, I ain't want to no bomb part of them, that. and that alone was like, ugh. Yeah, did not want no that's parts kind of, of that. <laughs> that's a terrifying thing to hear anybody say. Mm-hmm. And even now, it's like the whole thing with Iran and stuff like that. You're like, oh man, come on! It, and it's so bad, it's become almost normal, but yeah. people don't pay attention to it. Exactly, it's just like you're ignoring them, or you just just like, what the fuck. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but um, to get more of the story, so I don't over to run your podcast anymore. Um, Al was going through things, man. He couldn't like he was he was I think he was enjoying doing the podcast, but his personal life was falling and crumbling around him. He was having problems with his girl. His girl was sick. Yeah, at one point she was dying, and then they was going through it and everything. And his dad was sick. And it got to the point where it was affecting the podcast. And it was, I enjoyed doing the podcast with him, especially like, and this is the crazy thing about it. Our first episode, we did an episode uh, talking about 
religion and God and stuff like that because his father's a pastor and stuff. Yeah. Episode blew up. Like, I think it was like 10,000 listeners, 5,000 10, listeners, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the first day it came up, I'm like, yo, this is going to work. This is easy. That second episode, 10 listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we was having this kind of ebb and flow where we have these really great episodes that get a lot of listens, like maybe like two, three hundred listens. Then we have an episode to get like five, six listens. And we was trying to find that balance, but then it got to the point where he was not able to do it. And then when he wanted, when he was doing it, his heart wasn't into it. And we did like some yeah. stinker episodes and I'd be like, so terrible. Like after we finished, we're like, I'm not releasing this. Because he wasn't in it there. We got to the point where I had to have a conversation. I'm like, yo, man, you're not gonna be able to do this. Mentally, you're not there to do this podcast. And I I'd rather my, have my friend get his life together and then worry about doing a podcast. Yeah. So that left me with no per- person to podcast with, but still that desire and that hunger mm-hmm. to record. Because I was enjoying podcasts and I was enjoying talking and having a conversation with people about recording podcasts. And I was enjoying the whole experience behind it. So that's why I came with the idea of the Delvin Cox experience. And I was like, let me just interview people and get their perspective on life and and. A lot of my friends do video game podcasts. Yeah. And I love video games. I'm a big time gamer and stuff like that. But I didn't want to do video game podcasts because all my friends do that. Yeah. So I'll be kind of like just one of the many. So I decided to just do an interview podcast where I just interview different podcasters and people and whoever I can get on a podcast just to get their perspective on life and things that's going on. Probably a little bit like it's what you do almost. Yeah, yeah. So the first episode I actually recorded, this is this is literally becoming like a, a mini autobiography of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's what, it, that's recorded, what it's here for. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> what is it? Well, since you're going to get all the information about what, what I'm doing after the for episode 100, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, so that's, exactly. <laughs> so that's going to be a good bow, bow on the whole subject. But I recorded my first episode two years ago around E3. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about I was going to do a whole episode talking about E3 and things like that. So I was like, man, I got to find a guest for this. So I reached out to a guy, a guy who I was really familiar with from a podcast called PSBG. That was a video game podcast. The guy named was Donnie. I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to start this podcast thing up, man. And I need some help. And I want to do an E3 special. And his podcast was, was, was it had a decent size. It wasn't big as it is now it's a lot bigger now but he was like yeah man i do it i'll go ahead and do a podcast with y'all bring me i'll go in with you and one of my friends so we did a podcast talk about e3 and things like that and it went off really good yeah and it kind of was just like building from there just doing episode after episode reaching out to people on twitter anybody who i could get on a podcast i was reaching for small podcasters podcasts who maybe a little bit bigger and I was seeing the numbers were decent. They were better. They were better than the mic drop podcast in terms of they were more consistent. Mm-hmm. But they still was like you know 20, 30, 20, 30. I'm like, oh, this is good. This is still good. It's you know, people what people don't realize what I'm explaining right now is the grind of podcasting. Yeah, you know, you know, you a lot of people think when they hear podcasting that you're gonna come into podcasting game, you're gonna start getting thirty thousand listeners and things like that. It's a Mm-hmm. In actuality, podcasts is a lot like YouTube. Yeah. 
you know, a lot of cases, you you sitting there trying to build your catalog and stuff, you may get five listeners and you have to really build your audience up to get to that level where you want it to be at. And that's what I was doing. I kept constantly recording, constantly recording, constantly recording. Mm-hmm. And this is the funny thing about it is the, hur- the hurricane came down here. Oh, snap. So I recorded one of my episodes during the hurricane. I was about to say that. Are you out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Devlin Cox experience. Yeah. Which was, a, which was a wild experience, and I couldn't put it out until after the hurricane was over and stuff. We got power. We was out of power for two weeks and stuff, and it was crazy. And after I got my power back and stuff, and my friend mentioned me, his name is Chow. He was like, hey, man, why don't you talk about the hurricane? He said, let me interview you about what happened to the hurricane. I said, yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. So he interviewed me on my podcast about the hurricane. And it kind of blew up. Like, it got like, at the time, 400 listeners that first day. And it was consistently getting listened to every day. And then the episode after that, after that, got a whole bunch of listens. And I started saying, okay, people are starting to like hearing me just talk about not only myself, but things that are going on. So I just constantly was interviewing different people. I interviewed, um, I don't want to, okay, I interviewed a girl by the name of Haley. Mm-hmm. And she's transgender. Okay. And I would talk about her life and things like that and everything that she goes through as a transgender person. And she was talking about her father. Yeah. And how her father wasn't approving of and how he, and her father and her don't have any type of relationship with us whatsoever. And it was so touching. A lot of people reached out to me about that episode in particular. Because, you know, it's just hearing someone give the experience of a trans person. It's one thing when you yeah. hear the stories from the outside looking in like, oh, you, well, you don't have to make that choice and things like that. But it's another thing when you hear it from the horse's mouth per se mm-hmm. and hearing her perspective on it, how she feels about it, how like her family shunned her, but she feels like this is who she is, and like, yeah, yeah and see, it's man, eye opening. Yeah, and that's like, that's what I want here. And you know, I I haven't you know had something like that on this show. You know, I had people that were that are gay been on the show, and I didn't find out till after the fact, which I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but I was just like, huh. That that would have been something to know. I mean, that could have been some content for the podcast, but, you know, it is what it is. People are people. I don't care. But, you know, I've even reached out to, like, um, one podcast in particular. I ain't going to say the name. But um, it's uh, two gay guys, and they do a podcast, which, you see, now now I'm just narrowing it down to two gay guys doing a podcast, in which you can find millions of them bitches floating around anywhere. <laughs> Definitely. But, um. I wanted something like that on the podcast because that's something that was never here before. You know, somebody to speak about that type of experience and whatnot, because I'm not that type of person. But, you know, there's other those type of people out there that may listen. And I want to give them something to, you know, for them, you know. Yeah, and I think that's very important because of I want to see because because episodes like that. Chalfie, the guy I told about earlier, Mm -hmm. who's on Twitter, for those who want to follow us, that Chalfie. He was like, man, he goes, I'm going to give you a tagline for your podcast. And it's like, you're, it's like you're on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity because you 
seek out people from all sorts of walks and backgrounds and creeds and races and have these long conversations with them and talk to them about their life that and find out things that you would normally not know about people in general, like whether it's middle America, whether it's people from the South, whether it's people from the North, just in general. And I think that's one of the things, the joys I get out of podcasting in terms of like just finding out how different people are and how similar they are at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like I just, you know, <laughs> you, you seem like you have a little more of a, you know, streamlining as far as guests go and whatnot. I, I literally just grab a motherfucker and be like, hey, come over here and do the show. And they'd be like, okay. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> you know, no, it's, there's really no method ca- to it. <laughs> it's kind of like that with me, too. But the thing about it is, see, I'm going to give you a little t- a, a trick that might help you out. All right. I have this thing on my podcast called the 5 for 5. Okay. Why well, I ask five questions, and I expect five answers to get the ball rolling. Before we even we start the podcast off, that's the first thing I do with everybody. And the reason why I do that is it's kind of to break the ice. So I ask them five random questions. And they're always like interesting questions like, what's the dumbest thing you've done as a kid? Or what's the best album you to this past year? And when you do that, it opens people up to be more more open about things that they go through and things like that. You ask them about their life and stuff. Because you have these interesting couples. Sometimes in the five for five, people give out the most interesting things about them. Yeah. So once you start kind of breaking the ice those questions, people are much more open to talk about almost anything because it it doesn't become some more it doesn't become an interview, it becomes more of a conversation. Yeah. And when you're talking to your friends, you don't you don't really bite your tongue. Yeah. You kind of say what you feel and say what and sometimes you say it with your chest and it's interesting and cool that the five for five kind of opens people up more than me and kind of endears them more than me. And people love the five for five off oftentimes. Matter of fact I'm going to give you one of the questions right now for the five five. Let's see how you can handle it. All right, cool, cool. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. This is this is a question that people kind of are terrified of because they all they think it's the wrong answer, even though it's not a wrong answer to it. But it's a good one. If a zombie apocalypse happens, oh lord, <laughs> you can take five things with you when you're leaving. Your family obviously don't count. You don't have to carry your family and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Your family, your pets, you don't have to carry. But five things to go out in the world and survive with. What are you taking? Damn. Damn. That that's a damn good question. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think about it a little bit, right? Yeah, you for sure. Like, five of them. Five things. Five things. Shit. It don't necessarily have to be in your house right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just say you can anything you want to take, like yeah. off the top of your head, what you want to think of. Right, I need I need my microphone. I need a recording device. I need <laughs> Are those two of the things? Hey, that works. I know, I'm just bullshitting. Nah. <laughs> like, hey, cuz. I don't think I'm. Somebody, be- got, the, somebody got the document, the, the zombie apocalypse when it happens. This is true. So, uh, uh, I mean, it would be in the vein of something that I can use over and over because, I mean, you, you take something that's freaking, you, you know, um, disposable. I mean, that's the end of it. You know, you down yeah. to four things. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, man, I, I have no fucking clue, man. Because, damn, if I did take my mini recorder, I, I would need batteries. And they, you know how hard that's going to be to find some shit in the apocalypse. Yeah, that's true. Damn. So, so one, you're going to need a weapon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anything can be a weapon, though. Yeah. But, but I mean, you're still going to need something that you, you don't have to worry about breaking or yeah. running out of ammunition or things like exactly. that. Exactly. So, 
I'm going to go um, to try and true machete. Okay, that's a good weapon. Get, get the long, that's one. Get the long joint. Um, maybe some kind of protective outerwear, you know, some type of armor or armor-esque type apparel. So That's good. That's, that's too. I like that answer. Uh, Let me help you all the way. You might want to take something to make water or yeah. food with. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I need something to carry all said things. <laughs> Yes. Um. Oh shit. Oh shit. Can, what about a solar power car? We got we got any of them laying around anywhere? <laughs> a solar power car? <laughs> do we have that shit yet? I know we got electric yeah, I think cars. We do have solar power cars. They don't go fast though. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking ransacking the Google headquarters and get a solar power car. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 let that be a good answer. I'll, I don't know if that Google headquarters, but I, I, don't know. I think solar, solar solar power cars are definitely a thing. Yeah, so that'll carry three of the things, so I don't need the bag no more. So I opened up a spot. <laughs> this is Minecraft. Yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> merging things and crafting shit together. So all right, so I mean that's even shelter right there. So boom, look, yeah. there it is. So all right, I got armor. I got a weapon, machete. I got my solar power car. That's three yeah. things. Um, I probably get damn, but then you run out of filters and shit. Cause I about to say I probably carry one around one of them Brita joints, you know, the little water filter joints. That'd be a good idea if you could figure out a way to k- keep the filter clean. Yeah. So, hmm. Maybe a pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you can use the pot you to can boil, boil water. It, yeah. And now, now we sound like PUBG and shit, running around with frying pans, whacking motherfuckers and shit. <laughs> That can double as a weapon. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So we. All right. Yeah. I got. I got the pot, the weapon, the solar power car, the armor. So uh, one more, right? Uh, condoms, because I ain't trying to get the old lady pregnant during the, <laughs> the apocalypse. Because I mean, I'm gonna be tired. You know, food might be scarce and shit. And, you know, the pullout game might not be as as good as it was <laughs> if I was strong and healthy and shit. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Rick so. pullout game was over with when he got on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that was shocking as fuck too. It's just like they flash forward and shit, and it's like, oh, it's a little one. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like that though. I like the um, Walking Dead is one of my favorite TV shows, mm-hmm. and I like that they made that change. Yeah, and then like you know about the whole they trying to make movies and shit and all that stuff. Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, yeah, because um, Rick isn't dead. Spoilers for anybody, but uh, he's supposed to be doing a series of movies, you know, within the Walking Dead universe, from what I understand. Yeah, and I think from what I've heard, I think Michelle's supposed to be going there too. Yeah, huh. I think that's what they said. I think Michelle's supposed to be leaving. To go to the movies as well. Hmm. That that'd be interesting. Cause damn um old girl Maggie, she gone to uh, do her her own little TV show that's already canceled. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know it was canceled. Yeah, already. It's, well, it's not getting renewed, so I mean that's basically the yeah. same shit. Yeah, that's canceled. <laughs> well, that yeah, that's canceled. Uh, the freaking uh, all the Marvel shit with Netflix that's that's re- not renewed that's not cancelled that's strategically pulled from Netflix because it's going somewhere because else most likely from what I've heard might be Hulu yeah 
because um Disney and the Fox uh purchase they got majority share of who so yeah from what I hear um Disney plus seven bucks at a standstill at a, by itself but um I think there were talks of a bundle with uh Disney plus and Hulu so that'd be pretty cool because the way I, I've I understand that they might do it is to where all the family fun shit over here on the Disney Plus side, then you get all the other crazy wild shit over here on the Hulu side. Well, Hulu already started to do stuff like that. Like, they got Cloak and Dagger on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. And they got the Runaways on Hulu, which, um, funny thing about that is, you ever heard of Rodney Barnes? Uh, Refresh. He, well, he writes for the Runaways. Okay. And he also wrote the Boondocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The Boondocks. That's my shit, boy. Yeah, yeah. He, he was on my podcast. Oh, snap. I'm going to have to go back yeah, and find that one. <laughs> yeah, that was a great episode. Great dude, man. I talked to him quite often now. <laughs> it was just surprising. But yeah, call, yeah, call, uh, call him up back to me. You're going to make another season <laughs> or a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's not going to be any more Boondock seasons. I can tell you that right now. Unless a Hail Mary is thrown, I don't think there's going to be any more Boondock series in this climate. So, it, oh yeah, I get what you're saying now. I, thought, I, I asked him. That's the yeah, first yeah, question yeah. I asked him. Like, can we get more Boondocks and can you write some of this stuff? Like, I don't think it's coming. Because <laughs> it was um originally a comic book, right? Comic strip, yeah. Yeah, so and it's, mean, it's back. It just came back being a comic strip this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I went back and I, I binged all the um, the seasons that they got on Netflix or whatever. And you are completely right, man. It's just like the way shit is now, I don't think that would be good for prime time or even, I mean, Adult Swim, they, maybe they could fly under the radar, but, you know, just to have it out in the open like that again, I don't think they could pull it off. Yeah, because the Boondocks doesn't have the charm that Family Guy has. Yeah, exactly. In terms of Black I'm going to call a spade a spade. Boondocks and nothing black kids. Exactly. <laughs> you can't you can't get that type of slack with that type of show the, the, as you can with Family Guy. Yeah, the modern the modern baby kids. <laughs> yes. But damn, um, another show that was kind of like that that I I just recently went back and binged as well that I would always see famously through memes, but not actually viewing the show was um the Eric Andre show that was on Adult Swim with uh yeah. Hannibal Burrs and Eric Andre or whatever. So. I went back and watched all that shit and I was like, there ain't no fucking way. <laughs> I had to put the F word in there. Ain't no fucking way they could do that show again right now in 2019. Yeah, that's not happening. I remember watching that show a little bit late at night and thinking, damn, am I high? <laughs> what the hell is going on? Because, you know, Adult Swim has these weird shows. Yeah. That come on really late at night, and it's like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah, and, it, and, that, and it always throws me off. Yeah, and that show was just like made like that on purpose, you know. Yeah, I can just remember shit to where like I think Hannibal, he uh, he the co-host, so he he stood up, he ripped his clothes off and had the same clothes up under it, and he just sat back down like he just just didn't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then they had like you know, it had some of the, like the Tom Green aspects to it or whatever, where he would go out on the street with a microphone or dress as different characters and you know fuck with people or whatever. And some of the stuff that he was getting away with, like I remember one time he was just like jabbing his finger inside this lady mouth and she was just letting him do it or whatever. And I was just like, "Ain't no way in hell." 
Not in this generation you doing that. Hell. That is not flying. Nah. Well, I mean, well, I believe certain demographics might let that fly because, I mean, hey, there's a camera there and we're filming a show. Hey, look, I'm getting exposure. Get my followers up. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder about that. Like, how far will a person go? Mm-hmm. To get those followers up because it's not. I remember when I was growing up, it was about money. <clears throat> yeah, like, like we'll do this for X amount of dollars or this and that. Now it's kind of like, huh? If I can get twenty more followers, I'm almost willing to do anything. Well, I mean, that's the that's the exchange nowadays, man. Followers equ- equals to cash because the more people you got viewing your shit, um, the more you make off of um, ad revenue or whatever. Yeah. That is very true. So that's the extent. Because like even um in a, on a lower level with Instagram or whatever, you get all these additional features if you reach uh, ten thousand followers. So like you know people had to swipe up features and they um I think they were their Insta story uh, and um they could put links in there and um their freaking IGTV is longer than everybody else's because like I think the standard uh, subscriber or user has a ten minute window to record stuff, but if you like pass that. 10k threshold you get like an hour or 30 minutes or some shit like that so i need to work on my instagram now <laughs> or, you, or you can just buy or you can just buy some motherfuckers buy some followers yeah, that's also that's also a thing i forgot that was a thing too yeah there was a whole thing with um <laughs> the pole boy podcast um there was doing um there was a part of this big ass uh, tournament or whatever a bunch of different podcasts was in this big tournament and they were doing like the March Madness practice or whatever. And they was putting yeah. the votes out there for people to vote for whatever show. And, you know, it was elimination. So, Poe Boys podcast, my homeboy Jody B. That motherfucker Jody B. Um, Jody! <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was kicking ass in, the, in the, um, the early rounds and whatnot. Then they got down to like the quarterfinals, semifinals or whatever. And then just like he was getting stomped. And I was just, and it was just like weird as fuck that like you know it was just like lopsided and it wasn't like this for any other brackets outside of his. So he's he's seen something was a miss, something was a foul because the numbers would jump by a specific amount. Oh shit! <laughs> so, so he looked into it or whatever, and basically the other people whatever was buying votes. There's a website, I forget what it was, where you can pay X amount of dollars and you can get votes for your polls and everything and stuff that you put out there. You know, you're paying for interaction, pretty much. So he's like, well, fuck it. They're going to do it. I'm going to do it, too. And they made a whole big hullabaloo out of this thing. It's just like 100,000. Well, not. I don't think it got that high, but it was like 10,000 votes for this one, 10,000 votes for that one. And it was just battling back and forth, (laughs) spending actual money on this shit. You know, all over some fictitious bragging rights or whatever. This is like a made up thing that the prize was you won. You know, you didn't get shit from it. <laughs> you know, it was good for exposure because, I mean, oh, look, this podcast beat this podcast. Maybe I can go listen to this one, see what this is about, yada, 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 stuff like that. So that was cool. But you did not win nothing physical. You didn't, you just won because you won. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's crazy. I, you know, I was always thinking about doing this and I might do it one day. Make myself a podcast championship belt. Oh, there's people that have done it. There's a podcast out there called the Cretans Guild and whatnot. Look them up on uh, freaking Twitter. 
and they got a custom made podcast belt. Not like an overall podcast belt, but it's themed to their show. And that bitch looked fire as hell. Do they defend it? Yes, they do. They do uh-huh. defend it. Matter of fact, I'm I'm gonna pull this up right now. Cause we talk. Nah, I'm interested in that now. <laughs> I forget what the circumstances are of the um the title defenses. Uh, but um they do actually defend the belt. So that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm a DM them you. Well, yeah, I'm DM them. I mean, you their shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I must DM them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I'm a DM them your shit, but hey, I mean, it is what it is. Man, I feel your nut. I had a, I have an observation. Maybe you can um verify my inkling. Maybe you can tell sure. me if I'm full of shit or what. Whatever. I'm looking at your logo, uh, the Delvin Experience, Delvin Cox Experience podcast. Is that the font from uh, Devin the Dude from his album covers and this shit? You know, I never thought about that. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I never thought about that till you just said that. You're welcome. I never realized that. Yeah, because I remember, you know, be, becoming a Devin the Dude fan and um every album that you have will have that same freaking font <laughs> now i gotta look it up <laughs> yeah I'm i had that logo made whew, a while back see okay. now you got me into it i'm like did this motherfucker because i paid somebody a while back to make that logo oh, they, they got you <laughs> <laughs> like did they just take down the dude's logo oh I'm yeah right. it's it's very close yeah very similar <laughs> Very similar, and I thought I thought it was just like a clever play on your your thing, because like Devin, Delvin, you know, uh, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's very close up. We ain't talking about this shit, though. Yeah, <laughs> someone <laughs> Devin the new neighbor come look at me. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, quickly deterred the, the topic. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I said, like, yeah, this is where we go take a pee break. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I didn't. I did not realize that. Now. Yeah. That is, a, that's awesome. There you go. You're famous. <laughs> nah, I ain't famous. I want to come to see my ass. <laughs> nah, I don't, nah, I'm flipping around. I'm like, nah, he had this shit first. Devin the dude biting his shit. <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, that's a great reference. Devin the dude. Man, I haven't heard his music in a minute. Yeah, he's still apparently running around touring and everything. I mean, that's where most independent people make their money because you know record labels give you the penis and whatnot and yeah. leave you holding the bag. <laughs> that's the dope and sucky thing about rapping. Yeah, is the fact that you have these artists that people grew up loving, mm-hmm. and they still be making music. But nobody would never know because they just look up for the next hot act. They don't care that KRS One is still putting out albums mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think I wish hip hop was more open to having listening to legends and songs and things like that. Having like a KRS One put out and everybody go go to the store run to get it. Mm-hmm. Like like rock and roll. Rolling Stones put out new album. People are going to go get a Rolling Stones album. Rolling Stones going on tour. People are going to see the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. With the exception of a few acts. If a, if, a, if a legendary hip-hop artist is coming out with a new album, people ain't really checking for that. Hell yeah, because like Nas, like years back, Nas and Damian Marley came out with a goddamn, uh, like an LP or some shit like that. And I did not know that bitch came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm a big Nas fan. I didn't know that one came out. Yeah, and it's just like, 
over happenstance every now and then. You know, I just happen to go through uh, iTunes every now and then just to see what come out every week. You know, new releases come out on Tuesday. And I just pop in there every now and then to see what's going on. They got a motherfucking Styles P album that just came out. You know, I just found out about that one. Exactly. You know, I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's fascinating how that works because you miss out on a lot of great albums because they don't get promoted or marketed whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then, and, you know, it's, you know, doing it their way, doing it the, the independent grind, you know? Because, I mean, if they do get it promoted big wise, that's more money they're taking out of their pocket to do that to maybe get some uh, new listeners in this climate because I mean you know the way music is now there ain't too many people speeding, spitting that lyrical you know that lyrical side of the the, the hip hop it's just like hippity hoopity hoop hoop poop poop pow pow skirt 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 <laughs> that's what Kanye was doing right now oh uh, yeah do you think he you think it's all a facade or he just fucking lost his goddamn shit I think that He's lost his shit. That um, I think he has issues, and I think that he needs help. And I think everything he's doing is just the cry for help. And I think it all happened after he lost his mother. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the easy like you know if you can point to a thing, that's where it started. Yes. Because I mean, he even said it himself, like in the earlier songs or whatnot, that like his mama was the one that damn wrangled him in and you know kept him on online, you know. Yeah, you know, it's kind of Kanye is one of those guys who seems like he needs somebody to keep him grounded. Mm-hmm. And for all the flack that Kim Kardashian gets for being Kim Kardashian, I think she does that a little bit to him. A little bit. I think she keeps him a little grounded. I think, because you can see moments where he starts bugging out, then all of a sudden he mellows out a lot. Yeah. And then he just flips out again. She's like, bring your ass home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you nope. know and it's I think that's yeah, yeah. just a testament of, to what she does I know people Shit don't on like Kim Kardashian and whatnot, yeah. but she made a hustle off of penis sucking I don't know yeah <laughs> and all that she's basically what she it's crazy to say this right now what she's doing now is way yeah you, you forget that she even started from there <laughs> yeah and her getting all these felons out of prison and stuff like that is an amazing thing to do. Yeah, so that goes to show you, ladies, you, you suck one dick one good time, and you can make a future for yourself. <laughs> you gotta make sure it's the right dick, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did a lot with the dick she sucked, because she sucked Ray J dick, and she far surpassed his fame. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's not even debatable. Yeah. Not like and that's crazy, right? Just like she only had to do that once, didn't have to do it ever again, you know, unless yeah. she wanted to. But, you know, I mean, really, you know, <laughs> who got the raw end of that deal? Ray J, right? Ain't they Ray J did, yeah. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, he was on, you know, I guess what that love and hip hop bullshit or whatever the fuck it is. You know, I don't watch yeah. that crap, but. Yeah. Not saying he's doing bad, but but he could be doing Kim, a hell of a lot better. <laughs> yeah, Kim Kardashian is a <clears throat> multi-billionaire at this point, running a dynasty. Yeah, like her fa- her family's family is set for life. I don't know many people who can say that. 
Yeah, not too many. But like with uh, Kanye, though, I believe he is somewhat coherent. It's just like he does the things he does because he is Kanye. You know, I kind of feel like it's like that. He's like, well, shit, man, he he feeling this up. He got the ego. You know, he made a song about it. And he's just like, I'm Kanye West and I know anything I I can do will sell. Case in point. That shit that we was just talking about earlier. Scoopity poop. Poop poop poopity poop. <laughs> he put that shit out. Like for real, yeah. for real. And I I have no doubt in my mind that that made money. Because yeah. it was Kanye West. Let me do some shit like that. Nah. Ain't happening. <laughs> nah, I ain't making <laughs> no revenue off of that shit whatsoever. Um, another another point. His fucking clothing line. The clothes that he be fucking making or whatever he had um i guess some shit uh a pop-up shop or some shit to where he just had the uh, clothes that said like jesus or some shit on it or whatever the fuck let me see if i can pull this up give you some accurate gouge definitely but yeah he uh basic ass shit shit that i can probably make with um a epson printer and goddamn my ironing board and some uh transfer paper <laughs> <laughs> and he's selling these shits for hundreds of dollars and people is bo- lining up around the fucking block and building to buy this shit. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Kanye West. That's a whole nother conversation about we need to have that conversation too eventually, mm-hmm. but about a person's brand mm-hmm. and how far they can go with that brand, how far they can push it in terms of how a person's name will get you far if you have the right name. Yeah, church clothes. And Kanye West, Kanye West is the perfect example of that. Yeah, where he can put any bullshit out and people will buy it because it's Kanye West. Yeah, and it's uh, church clothes. That's the yeah. shit. And all it is is a freaking arching font that says Holy Spirit on a dingy gray ass sweater. Another. Uh, a circular font that's going around in a circle that says uh, Sunday service at the mountain. Another one say uh, trust God and uh, the the T is across. He got a uh, black and white socks that say church socks. <laughs> <laughs> and it says uh, Jesus. You got Jesus walks socks. I get that. That's, that's clever play on words. Yeah. You got some pants that say uh, Sunday service. And yeah, I mean, the sweater, $225, the socks, $50, the plain ass t-shirt, $70. It's just ridiculous, man. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, for him, yeah. It's brilliant. Because he know people going to buy it. Yeah. He's doing what companies who are not black been doing for forever now. Yeah. Like, like, look at Gucci. Gucci just put Gucci name on something and charged $10,000 for the people go out there and buy it mm-hmm. because of the name Gucci. Coach do the same thing. You can find the same thing, yeah. the exact same, same product in like a Ross that doesn't say Coach for like $20. Yeah. But because the name Coach is on it, it's now $200, $300. And that's just the world we live in. Clout and status. <laughs> 
But that's fucking ridiculous, man. And then, you know, let's see. I'm scrolling through the pictures. I'm trying to see if I can find people that are wearing that's wearing this apparel. And uh, they don't look like you or me, man. <laughs> I'm quite sure they don't. <laughs> you know, no. I mean, this guy kind of looks Hispanic, but he looked like he's well off. So, I mean, I don't know. So it's the entitled and the, you know, the other side of the the culture is uh, buying into this stuff. And I think he's taking advantage of that because, I mean, he not only does he have his name, the, the, the value that's behind Kanye West, but he's with Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And that brings a whole other the whole other side. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we own we only own one genre of Kanye. And that's like we waiting for him to drop some decent music. I mean, yeah. then there's the other side of the, the spectrum to where they're like, I want all these things. The Yeezys that look like goddamn socks with heels on them. And <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I wish that more people would think and this is a, this is not a knock whatsoever. Like Stephon Marbury and Shaq did it when they got to the point where they were going to sell, yeah. sell their shoes. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to make shoes that are affordable. Affordable, yes. Which I think is dope. And then, like, um, they had you speaking about Shaq and everything. There was a meme uh, about, you know, somebody did about Shaq shoes and whatnot. But, like, those shoes, I think, have grossed, like, over a hundred and something million dollars though, you know, being sold yeah. in like the dollar store and Walmart and all these other different Ross and all these other places, you know, I mean, people forget how many people in the world there are, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of motherfuckers that's not afraid to buy, you know, shoes because they're affordable you know, or how they look, you know, I need something on my motherfucker feet and these are $10. So I'm buying these $10 motherfuckers right here. <laughs> Yeah, didn't add to the fact there's a lot of kids who can't afford the seventy and eighty dollar shoes. Exactly, and they don't want to just wear. And we used to call it call them when I was going to bobos. Bobos. <laughs> so so let me just get a pair of shacks. Yeah. So people may clown, but they won't clown me as bad if I'm wearing shacks mm-hmm. or some Stephon Marberries as they would if I'm wearing something else. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't like. The first couple of iterations of Shaq shoes were made by Reebok, weren't they? Yes, and they were moderately expensive. They were probably yeah. cheap for a big athlete shoe because I've had a yeah. I had a pair of them. They were like a hundred dollars. Yeah, those like they hypnotized the black yes. and white joints. <laughs> yes, and they, and they 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 changed the name of them, correct? Because they re, they re released them. Yeah, they did that not too long ago, but I don't know what they call them now. Yeah, I forgot what they called them. But they were moderately priced. They weren't like, you know, they had, uh, I'm correct. See, I'm thinking of the time for the Jordans were like $250, something like that. Yeah. So those were your, like your high, high budget sneakers. Then you had your um, your Shaq for $100 and your Reggie Miller for $100 and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Man, and then I was I always been like how we talked about music. You know, we like what we like. I was the same way with shoes. I mean, I didn't buy. Well, my parents didn't. I didn't ask my parents to buy me shoes because you know they were Jordans or whatever. I I have only owned one pair of Jordans in my whole life, and that was just to show motherfuckers that I can get a pair of Jordans if I wanted them. You know, and then like about two weeks later, I was cutting grass in them bitches. You know, that's how much I cared about them. But um. It was just like I seen a pair of shoes, 
and I liked them. So that was the ones I wanted. It wasn't because it was, you know, Nike or whatever the fuck it was. It's just because, I mean, even my mom would tell you that to this day. She's like, well, I mean, you you picked some affordable shoes and I appreciate you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm glad you brought it up because you remind me of a story with me and my pops. You know, my pops, I didn't live with my father or anything like that. So when it was time for school shop when I was younger, he would pick us, pick pick me and my sister up and take us school shopping. And every time we go to like the Foot Locker, I'd be like, "Yeah, Dad, let me get a pair. Of, give me a pair of Jordans." He'll pull me to the side and say, "I'll tell you what. You can either get one pair of those Jordans <laughs> or four pairs of anything else that are relatively cheaper." Mm-hmm. So. I started doing the math and saying, well, I get one pair of Jordans, well, I can get two pair of Nikes and two pair of Reeboks mm. for the same price. Yeah. And that's what I, and then he did that, he did that to me every year. Mm-hmm. Till it got to the point where like, no oh, man, I'd rather have. I already know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd rather have a bunch of shoes and be the kid who has a bunch of shoes at school as opposed to that one kid who has these nice pair of one pair of Jordans that go with every outfit. (laughs) Yeah. Every outfit, the same pair of shoes. Yeah. And I think that for that, I I thank him for that because it, it taught me, you know, you don't, you don't have to overvalue that stuff because Jordans are essentially just regular shoes, which is his, his, his logo on it. Yeah. And it's better to, when, when, when it comes to things like that, because let's be honest, if unless you're a shoe collector or someone who fancy shoes, yeah, yeah, you're not going to get much enjoyment out of it besides wearing them. Mm-hmm. So why not just spend it? This is what he always tells me. Why not spend that money on something that you truly will get enjoyment out of? Like you tell me, like you like video games, yeah. So why don't you spend your money on that or comic books and stuff like that, as opposed to buying some shoes that people are going to think is cool, but then after a while that's going to wear off, and you're just going to have these shoes and nothing else to show for it. Yeah, uh, man, it's it's just like um even with like when I was in school, like with shoes and fat clothes and everything like that, it's like it was always the same thing. You know, I, I wore what I liked, you know, and sometimes my parents would just like give me stuff or whatever. But, you know, it was just I looked around my my school and, I you know, I looked at my classmates I mean, many people that look like me and everything. And it was just like they all wore the same shit. You know, everybody had wore polos, had to freaking uh, crease down jeans and everything and whatnot. And, you know, some Jordans or you know, whatever cool shoes they had at the time. I didn't want to be that. You know, there was a time to where I tried to fit in where I was actively starching my pants real hard and shit and putting the creases in. them. And I'll tell you a story about that. The first time I tried to do that shit, because, I mean, that's a, 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 a truly southern thing. To where you yes. starch them bitches so hard and crease them so sharp that them bitches stand up on their own. The very first time I tried to do this shit, you know, not knowing nothing about nothing, just seeing people, you know, they, they press and starch their jeans. I only starched the front part of my pants. <laughs> so my shit was razor sharp in the front with the creases, but it was baggy and loose as fuck in the back of the pants. <laughs> so it's like I had fucking, you know, creased up shin guards on and shit in the front. Yeah, fucking chop up goddamn block off a piece of wood and whatnot with my pants leg, but I'm fucking baggy hammer pants in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's 
the price we pay sometimes for popularity man, in terms of how we're like yeah this is cool man this is cool we, we go out there and try something and sometimes just gotta be yourself yeah because i mean i think that's what, what middle school was for me it was just like trying to fit in and be a part of the culture you know wearing the dickies and all this other shit or whatever and then you know when i got to high school man i was just like man i just went through what two and a half three years of this shit in middle school seeing the same shit and i'm with the same peer group because i mean we all you know go to the different same schools and same grades together i was like i'm tired of being like y'all motherfuckers so when everybody was going shopping foot locker and polo and all this other and heel figure when that was a thing i was fucking going to gadzooks and motherfucking spencer gifts <laughs> and all kind of <laughs> crazy shit like that Wearing shiny dragon shirts and goddamn freaking, you know, the shits that they, the shirts now that they sell more frequently at Walmart. You know, you go over there for seven dollars, you get a Deadpool shirt and some shit like that. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because when I got 11th, 10th, 11th grade, I was wearing similar shirts, but they used to have these, um, not polo shirts, these like dress shirts. Mm-hmm. They had like Dragon Ball characters on them. Okay, yeah, yeah. I used to always wear those like those Hawaiian type Dragon Ball Z shirts with the fighters in the background and yeah, and it looked weird back then, but everybody wears them now. Yeah, everybody doing that shit now. So like, I used to go fucking buy freaking button up Hawaiian shirts and shit with Hawaiian print and all kind of crazy junk on there because nobody was trying to wear that shit, you know. And I was just like, that's me. That's my style now. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't want to be like the rest of y'all. <laughs> hey, nothing's wrong with that whatsoever. I started started realizing that I don't need to be like the rest of them when I got like 11th grade. And I started doing my own thing. Then I started finding out people started doing what I was doing. <laughs> so like, oh exactly, man. And, I, you know, I started wearing those um, shiny ass uh, dragon button up polo shits that you get from uh, Gadzooks and whatnot. And I would yeah. wear the, like the, um, the baggier freaking uh sweatpants and shit and they'll talk hot trash on me and it's like boy man you look stupid man you dressing like a white boy yada 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 and this and that and i shit you not about two three weeks later motherfucker walking through there with that same exact damn shiny ass shirt that i was wearing <laughs> three four weeks ago i was like oh you motherfucker then he had the nerve to get an ill-fitting motherfucking shirt so his shit couldn't even button up all the way because he's a chubby ass motherfucker <laughs> the audacity of him the nerve <laughs> and then let me tell you how my homeboy set me up though because i mean we had i had a cool little click in high school whatever and we, we was kind of on the same wavelength whatever i mean we were the nerds we wanted to play video games and just you know do shit that nobody else was doing so i brought him the fucking shiny shirt dragon button up polo idea i was like hey man we all need to go to gazooks and fucking get these shirts and we can just rock and we be on our own little crew and shit, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, man. And we, you, we all went together. We all bought shirts and shit. And he was like, yeah, man, we're going to wear these shits tomorrow. How come I'm the only motherfucker on there with the shirt on? <laughs> I'm the only one. And I, I <laughs> so I got hella shit from everybody. Like, ah, you dressed like a white boy, all this other bullshit. And I was like, thanks a lot, guys. We play. We go play Nintendo later. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I owned it after that. You know, it was that was my shit. 
So I was just like, I fuck it. I just did it all the time. <laughs> yeah, man. It's important to own that stuff. Once you own it, they can't take it away from you and they can't hate on you for it. Mm-hmm. This is like, that's just Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just doing his thing. <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, it's the same way with the podcasting thing, man. It's just like, you was talking about how you, you love and play video games, but you didn't want to do a, a freaking video game podcast because of all the ones that you listen to and, you know, everybody else is doing shit. You know, I similar thing for me as well. I mean, even though I'm doing one now, but in the beginning, I wanted to do a wrestling podcast, you know, just talk about wrestling because I love the wrestling and all this other bullshit. But I was like, nah, you know, I don't want to be talking about this, just this one thing all the goddamn time. And then. I was listening to Buku Wrestling Podcast, so I was like, there's plenty of other people that can do that shit. So, damn, just owning it and making your own. Like, now I do the wrestling podcast, and I only look at it as to where I'm doing it differently than, you know, everybody else would do it. And, you know, everybody else is covering current events and news and whatnot. And, you know, I gave you the rundown earlier. I'm just like, we talk about nostalgia and what got us into wrestling and just you know, fantasy booking and just doing all kind of other stupid shit that, you know, not your normal podcast, wrestling podcast would do. So, I mean, how do you feel, you know, reaching 100 episodes now? How your podcast is changing, how you made your podcast your own? I feel fulfilled. I think that's the best word to say. I feel like I've accomplished something. I feel like I've made a lot of projects. I feel like I got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm reaching a destination in the goal. I think I'm getting there because you, you, I can see the growth now. I can see the light past the tunnel in terms of how it's a particular place I wanted my podcast to get to. Yeah. And in many ways, I've surpassed that. Like, I, I can remember the first year of doing the podcast and getting only 10 listens. Mm hmm. I can't tell you the last time I've gotten 10 listens. And that's not me bragging. That's just hard work and determination. You know, and I'm very thankful for that. And I'm appreciative to anybody who listens to my podcast and gives it one listen because I know that it, it came from hard work and determination. And I'm glad that it's, it's showing. I'm getting a response for the podcast. Like I did a series about America and the state of America, our country right now. Why I talk to different races, different people from different backgrounds about how they feel about America and the whole Donald Trump election thing and things like that. Yeah. And that those episodes, because it was a four part series, those episodes did so well, not only in terms of downloads and listens, but in terms of response, like it was a time when those came out because they came out a couple months ago where almost every day I would have somebody message me. At least one or two people message me about that episode, asking me questions, 30-minute conversations over Twitter about the episodes and things like that. And them ask them, them giving out suggestions or them saying, hey, I was really enlightened by the episode. And I felt like I made a difference. And that's what this is about yeah. to me where I can put something out in the world that's powerful enough people say, you know what? That mattered. Yeah. Word. I can dig it. 
But um, the growth and everything you recognize from where you came to where you are now. Um, a thing that I often like to ask uh, podcasters or anybody else that comes on the show that you know has a particular thing that they do. Where would you like to be? Or where do you see yourself in the next two to five years if you're still podcasting? Or, you know, if that's even your goal for two to five years? I want to be as successful as possible in terms of podcast. I want this to be my full-time job. And I say that because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately in terms of how people have been talking about, especially Joe Button. Mm-hmm. Joe Button's been talking about this a lot, how there are a lot of people out there who are trying to figure out how they can get money off of podcasting. Yeah. I'm not necessarily even talking about like us podcasters. Yeah. I'm talking about people who are higher up than us, who people who are like the, the Spotify's, mm-hmm. the bigger companies like that, because they're seeing podcasting become a bigger brand. So they want to see almost like the music industry. They want to see how they can get their cut from that bigger brand that is podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we as the independent podcasters should not only be aware of that, but should start getting ourselves ready so we can reap the benefits of our hard work. Yeah. Because you can see it now because there are a lot more people who are getting the podcast who are bigger. Like Ellen, like Oprah. You have yeah. big stars who want to do podcasts now because they're seeing it's the next big thing. Yeah. Now, I mean... With that being said, or whatever, I mean, how do you think that's gonna um, trickle down to us? I feel like having these bigger names getting the podcasting is good because it brings more exposure to it. But what I'm also feel like is like I want people to get to the point where they can find shows like yours and mine's and see that we've been doing it for a while and we're season it and they start giving us the love that we deserve in terms of our hard work. And I think it's going to happen. I think people are going to start recognizing our shows more because like I said, a lot of these celebrities are doing these podcasts and a lot of them are not going to not and at this rate in time, they're not going to continue doing them because they're going to realize that podcasting is the one, it's hard work, it's consistency, and two, when you're doing it, unless you have some type of deal, you're not making money off a of podcast. Yeah. You're not retiring off of podcasting dollars. Unless you've got some type of deal, like so like Joe Rogan or something like that, you're not getting podcasting dollars and being going to be able to retire off of. Yeah. And, you know, it's weird or whatever. I mean, it's just like for us, you know, starting from scratch, you know, trying to figure out what chords to buy for the mixer or what microphone to get, looking at YouTube tutorials and, you know, trying to upgrade your equipment slowly but surely, put money away, pay your subscription fees and all this stuff. I mean, I have a, a appreciation for this shit as to where somebody over there at the top, like how you was naming names and everything, they could just walk into this motherfucker and be like, all right, here's my audio. They'll pass it to another motherfucker that'll edit it for them and do all this and put bells and whistles all on that bitch and put it out to the world, you know, via all these other, you know, avenues besides what we have. And I think that fucking sucks at to some extent, but like once I get there, you, you see you see how I say once I get there, yes, um, it's going to be all that much sweeter because I know I worked from the bottom instead of had the shit handed to me. 
Yeah, and I think to add on to that, I think celebrities are starting to realize that social media is playing a big part into our future in terms of how you make money and how people see things. Like you have shows, and it's not knocking the show at all, like The Red Table with Jada Pinkett Smith doing her show. That's basically a social media show. Yeah. And people are responding to it because Jay, Jay Smith, Pinkett Smith is a huge celebrity. Mm-hmm. And honestly speaking, she doesn't have to do that type of show. Nope. But she knows where the market is going. And just like we've seen Will Smith do all these Instagram videos and these YouTube videos because he understands mm-hmm. where the market is going and where the popularity is going and things yeah. like that in terms of how you have these guys like PewDiePie just appear, seem like they pop out of nowhere because yeah. they become these big YouTube stars. But they worked on that. They've crafted that. They built that. Whether you like PewDiePie or not, mm-hmm. he built that empire from scratch. And now people are, he's not, he wasn't a celebrity before he even started doing this. And now people are starting to see that, well, hey, I'm already a celebrity. I probably can go over in that atmosphere and do the same thing, if not bigger. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And it's a lot to do with luck as well, you know. Some people just being the right, yeah. Some people just be in the right place at the right time, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yep, and also is um on the other end of that is about the luck you make, you know, trying to put yourself in the right place at the right time. <laughs> I completely agree with that. And I think that it's important for podcasters who are serious about it to take their craft serious and respect the, their work in terms of how know the value of what you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning that that process today in terms of how sometimes you got to learn to say no to certain deals. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, because one of the things I've been noticing is, and I don't know if you notice it too, but there are a lot of companies out there trying to get podcasters to like, oh, we'll market your podcast and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll put ads on your podcast and we'll give you money for it. Yeah. And when you look at that, and, I, and I've done it. I've, I've took, I've took a couple of deals doing it. I've did like a, it's like an app you can do it where they'll add ads to your podcast and stuff like that. Yeah, that's kind of like you, um, Anchor and shit, right? Yeah, but when you look at how much they're giving you compared to what they get, <laughs> exactly, it's a big difference. And that's what I'm talking about. What we need to be mindful of, like mm-hmm. having, like for example, my show has podcast ads from Disney. Yeah. Because but, of the, like I said, because of the app or whatever it is. But you right? ain't getting no Disney money. <laughs> hey, that's my point. So if my podcast is getting these ads from Disney and things like that, and I'm not seeing the Disney dollars, that tells me that the company that's making the ads is getting all the money. Yeah. I don't know. How, how, as far as uh, advertisers and you know sponsors and shit go, I mean, what's been your approach to that? You know, it comes if it comes, or have you actively been searching for any of that? Um, it's been coming. It, it, well, until now, it's been uh, if something comes, it's dope, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll do it if I need to do it or not do it if I need to do it. But now, well, since we're talking, since this episode is coming out after episode one hundred, I can tell you straight up what's going what, what's happening. Mm-hmm. I took my podcast to Patreon. Oh, okay. Word. So, um, I got a tier on Patreon where it's $25 and I it's only for two people. Yeah. And you can sponsor the show. Word. I got you. And, 
and I will do ads for you. You just like it, like a real, real live ad, sponsor you on Twitter and things like that. And just it's more. I think it's a cooler way to do it. Yeah, that, I mean that it makes took, sense. I like that. Yeah, because you sign up for it, and whatever it is, maybe if it's your podcast or whatnot, I will promote it like it's one of the big time things, like it's a uh, blue chew or something like that. <laughs> blue chew, big time <laughs> thing. Every every podcast has blue chew right now. Yeah, shit, shout out to blue chew. You don't sponsor me, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it's it's cooler to do it that way. Yeah. To just reach out to your people and say, hey, you do such and such and such. Hey, I will you get this tier on my Patreon and I will sponsor the shit out your product. Mm-hmm. And I have a decent following and your name will be out there because of that. And I think that that's one of the ways to do it in terms of podcasting. Yeah. Now, um, you just uh, going into the realm of Patreon? Yeah. I took the podcast to Patreon. I'm letting it up to the fans. Like right now, it's not out yet. Yeah. So I don't know if, if I'm if successful or yeah. huge fucking failure. But but, but this, is, this is the thing I wanted to, to ask you about. Because like, you know, I get what I get. And, you know, um, as far as the Patreon thing, I, you know, I was, like year two, I was back and forth about the shit. I was like, yeah, man, why, why am I charge people some money for some shit that I'm doing for free, essentially? You know, yeah. But like, I looked at it at the as like, either you do the shit or you don't, because I'm not paying any fees. I'm not paying for the shit. You know, there's nothing extra coming out of my pocket for me to have a Patreon account. You yes. know, and then you know if I have people that support, then I do. If I don't, I don't. I'm you know it doesn't hurt me either way. But you know yeah. the the ones I do have now, I I appreciate very much. And it's just like sometimes because like I have a small amount because my Patreon hasn't been around too long out as far as I can remember. But it's just like for the small amount I got now starting out, it's just like I feel like I'm not doing enough for that small amount and everything. And then like trying to do big things for the show as is and trying to do the other side podcast and, you know, everything else in life. You know, I feel like. I'm kind of not living up to the Patreon shit. But, you know, if something was like to come more of it, and you know, I know I had to be invested to it because I'm kind of obligated because motherfuckers is giving yeah. me money. <laughs> yeah. And see, that came up to me when I was first thinking about it. So I felt like, why don't I just hit it with a shotgun blast? Mm-hmm. So the first day the Patreon goes up for my show, Four new shows are going live. Word. Not Delvin Cox Experience. Four totally different new podcasts. Mm-hmm. I've already recorded. Already ready to go. Four new audio and video podcasts. Already ready to go. So if somebody signs on the Patreon, that's the first thing they're going to see. Plenty of content already. That's like five hours of content. Word. Right there. And um, I'm doing a contest giveaway for it as well. I'm giving away like PlayStation cards, um, Nintendo Switch cards, Xbox Live cards. Yeah. And also, I got one of the one of my friends who's an artist, the yard sale artist, Jared. That's he goes by Jared, the yard sale artist on Twitter. He's giving me some four art prints to give away. Cool. That are really dope. Word. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because like I've been making shit by hand and sending to people, and you know, 
making sure I'm doing stuff for their birthdays and everything and, you know, writing them actual letters with my hands and shit. And I know fucking typey typey print shit, yeah. you know, you know, so it's not easy. Yeah, it's more personable, you know, with me or whatever, because I feel like you giving something to me and I shouldn't just like have something manufactured to give to you. You know, it should come from me. I completely agree. And that's what I've been trying to do. And it's it's, like I said, it's hard. It's nerve wracking. Yes. (laughs) Because I've built it up. Like I know you've seen the whole 523-2019 and that's the big announcement for like, hey, it's a Patreon. It's a whole bunch of content on there for you guys to look at. And hey, this is what I'm doing. It's not just the Delver Cox experience on there now. It's the Fire Brigade where you want to hear me talk shit with a bunch of my friends and talk about current events. It's the USA to UK podcast where me and somebody from the UK talk about the differences between America and the UK mm. and in terms of everything. It's the retrospect podcast where me and a friend or a random person from Twitter just talk about a, a major event in history, whether it's the Tyson fight or the Rodney King verdict, and talk about how it affected us at that time and look back on us and say, hey, was it really as bad as it was, or yeah. was it more of just a, t- a thing of the times? And one more thing I have on the Patreon that was either, that's another big part of it is the fact that it's a podcast spotlight, mm-hmm. which I'm very p- proud of. It's uh, basically what it is is you know how the Patreon has for patrons only. Or your tears and stuff like that. Yeah. The podcast spotlight's gonna be open for everybody. Yeah. But what it's gonna be is I'm gonna spotlight every month, I'm gonna spotlight a podcast that's not mine's. Yeah. I'm gonna do the intro for it. I'm gonna have it on my Patreon so people can go listen to that podcast. If they like it, they can continue to subscribe to that podcast. Mm-hmm. And they'll find it. And just by signing on my Patreon, they will find a new podcast to listen to every month. Word. That's cool. Because I'm very big in supporting independent podcasters and helping us all grow. Mm-hmm. Because I really want to see podcasting become a thing where the ones who work hard at it get rewarded for that hard work. Yeah. And, you know, since moving here to Houston, man, it's just like I didn't have so much that in because um, I started the podcast in Missouri when I, where I was stationed at before I got out of the military. And it's just like it was small, bumfuck place, you know, armpit of Missouri is what I call it. You know, so it wasn't too many people that I was aware of that was doing podcasts. Now I'm here in the big city of Houston and there's like a lot of motherfuckers here doing podcasts and some kind of social media or whatever and whatnot. And there's a group of us just here trying to, you know, do meetups and have a freaking little events for all of us to get together and just hang out and just fuck off and do podcasts and do whatever, man. And yeah, I know quite a few friends and I got quite a few friends in Houston who do podcasts. The Bearded Idiots, I think they're in Houston. I know they're in Texas. I'm, I'm, I think they're in Houston, though. Okay. It's a few of my friends I know that do podcasts are out in that area. Word. You have to... That's a good area to do podcasts, at yeah. least. Because, I mean, we all, a lot of us in that same little group was just at um, the comic book convention here um, two weekends ago, Comic Palooza. And um, out of all the celebrities they had there, they had like uh, Amelia Clark and, you know, people from Game of Thrones, you know, all kind of different other people that were there for the event. And I wasn't excited to see none of them motherfuckers. I just wanted to see the podcasters. <laughs> oh, you just reminded me about something that happened. I went to an event down here mm-hmm. last year, and I, I had that exact same experience where somebody came who was a fan of the podcast came down to the event just to meet me. Word, yeah. 
And I, it's an amazing thing to happen. Yeah, I've seen that happen for somebody. Um, uh, the Colt 45 podcast down here. Um, two of their listeners came to the show to um, see them do their thing, man. And I was just like, oh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing feeling. Like, mm. have somebody just say, hey, <clears throat> well, he messaged me with like, Hey, I'm coming down that way, and I'm coming to meet you. Cause I think it was a Florida SuperCon. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to Florida SuperCon. I'm like, you are? Okay, I'm going to Florida SuperCon just to meet you. And he, to his word, he went to Florida SuperCon just to meet me, just to hang out with me. Word. That's he was like, none of the other stuff mattered. I just wanted to meet you. That's crazy, man. It's just like I make um, my stuff for my merchandise and everything, and just to see – my shit out in the wild. Somebody actually paid money for something I made and they wearing that shit out in public. It's just like, it blows my motherfucking mind, man. Yeah. I I agree, man. It's just the response to some, to see somebody like something that you made is one of the greatest satisfactions you can ever get. Or even just not, you know, just to support, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. One of my hats made it on NXT TV. <laughs> Now that's awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's my shit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's an amazing feeling. It's just like, you know, just like the Patreon shit or whatever. I mean, that would be cool. Like, you know, people want to support monthly. And once again, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of the people that I have. But like, I'm almost like, I would rather you buy the merch <laughs> than be, yeah, be a Patreon, man. Almost. <laughs> Maybe Almost. you can do both. <laughs> you can do both. I don't care. But like, I, I kind of feel like um, I would like the, more of the merch to be going out rather than the the Patreon stuff. I mean, even even if it, at at the dollar tier, I mean, I'm fine with that. You get like thirty motherfuckers on the one dollar tier, that, that's damn thirty dollars. That's cool. I, I dig that. Or you can buy one hat for thirty dollars. Either or, yeah. pick your poison. <laughs> <laughs> But, I agree with that, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but man, we're gonna go ahead and uh, wind it down, man. I appreciate you uh, spending your time with me and whatnot, and just jaw jacking. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime you want me to come on, I'm more than willing and happy to come on. And yeah, I come with Delvin Cox experience, I think. Yeah, I'm come come around and experience the Cox. <laughs> 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 but uh, before we ride out, man, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and what you got going on, and you know your plans and whatnot, if you got any. Well, since this is coming out after episode 100. Find me on Twitter at Delvin underscore Cox. You find a Delvin Cox experience on every podcast app you can think of, including Spotify. At look up, just look up the Delvin Cox experience. And it is right there. It's probably going to come up soon if you type in the Delvin. It's going to come right up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to support the podcast on Patreon, you want to get a whole bunch of episodes and podcasts and videos to, to check out, go on Patreon.com slash Delvin Cox experience. And it's right there, man. All the content's there. You want to be a sponsor of this show? You want me to Holla out your name and sponsor whatever you you got, man. Just hit that tier or hit the dollar tier just to get the free episodes, man. Just check it out. I appreciate any listeners, whether you go to Patreon or not. I appreciate anybody who listens to that podcast, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm still in that sponsor idea, so you know. <laughs> oh, definitely. You gladly can take that idea, man. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, we got all the things out there. We got all the um, social media plugs. And once again, Appreciate you for coming on. And as always, with anybody that's been a guest of this show, the door is always open for you to come on back in to whether to promote future events, freaking um, your latest sponsor, or just to come shoot the shit. 
Definitely. Thank you. All right. And that was the man, Delvin Cox. Uh, it was a great deal to get to sit down and talk with the man and uh, pick his brain a little bit. And, it, you know, it's always funny that, like, um, when I ask fellow podcasters, you know, what was their gateway, you know, into the realm of podcasting, just knowing about it or even starting their own. And it's always funny how it's always Joe Rogan or Kevin Smith. Majority Kevin Smith. But... I don't know. I just quinky dink. I mean, they are pillars in the podcasting community and whatnot. So uh, that would only make sense. I mean, even I, when I first started, that's um, what I started off listening to. And one of the driving forces of behind why I decided to start doing podcasts. But um, as of this uh, recording that you heard of, he was just uh, about to drop episode 100 that has gone and passed. He's already on to episode uh, 102 and whatnot. So uh, once again, still congratulations. And um, if this is your path that you choose to pursue, as it sounds like it does from what we was uh, talking about in the interview and whatnot, I hope there's a hundred more to come and beyond that. Um, sorry to be a little bit short and whatnot. As I record this, my head is just pounding right now. I got the biggest of headaches and I just want to go get that remedied real quick. But um, shout out to uh, Luz from the Houstonish podcast. She found my secret uh, word in the last episode and whatnot. So now I got to get hit up with some free merchandise. She actually listened to the whole show from beginning to end. Or maybe she just fast forwarded to the end. I don't know what she did, but she found the secret word in there and um i might start incorporating that into the show i'll just put it out randomly throughout the whole thing to see if you can find it and whatnot because if i do it the same way all the time you know people just learn the pattern and you know circumvent the system and whatnot so yeah (laughs) it was just a, a random word will pop up throughout the interview and whatnot it could be at the end of the show it could be at the beginning of the show hell you know how I do. It's just random, baby. But anyway, let me get on out of here and nurse this headache. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. This show that you're listening to now also has its own Twitter account that you can find at three R show. You can find all the episodes or links to the episodes on randomrobcast.com. And also what you find on randomrobcast.com is many different ways to support the show uh, via Patreon, Amazon links or buying merchandise. Uh, Very appreciative of um, those who do the Patreon. And I'm very appreciative of all those who have purchased merchandise from randomrobcast.com. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram to where I follow where I follow. <laughs> I do follow quite a, a lot of people on Instagram, but you can follow me on Instagram as I walk through the hollowed halls of Walmart, uh, talking the talk and shenaniganing the walk. <laughs> but um, also um, another way that you could support the show if you aren't snuff on phones and whatnot you don't have to give me any of your money uh the most important way that you could support the show and any other show that you're listening to is uh by writing reviews i would very much appreciate it if you get on itunes stitcher or wherever allow you to write reviews 
and um, use their rating system, five stars preferably or whatever they give you, the highest. And if there's anything below the highest, you know, leave some feedback. Give me the opportunity to make the show a little bit better and whatnot. Um, I'm having some reservations on uh, Patreon right now. I know it's a little stale. And once again, I do appreciate those who support monetarily month to month. But I'm trying to come up with some new ideas on what I can drop off in that thing. Um, I'm thinking about doing a video diary and whatnot because there is some things going on behind the scenes of the Random Rounds of the Rob podcast that's not discussed publicly. And um, I don't have a problem discussing those things with the those of you who subscribe to the Patreon and whatnot. So some video content there. And, you know, maybe some other show ideas. I thought about um, making wrestling is trash and maybe even bring it back to real Robinson's. And if Mrs. B. Rob is down with it, make it an exclusive to Patreon. So if you're listening to this and you're hearing what I'm saying, if it's something that interests you or if you have any ideas, I'm down for the cause. Uh, Hit me up in the DM. But um, with that being said, uh, reviews are very much appreciated. Likes, shares. All the free ways that you can help support the show, I very much would appreciate that. And um, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.